Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and take a look at those calico skies, because you're my home. When the earth stopped turning and the world, according to Snoopy, was a souvenir, then I will just think to myself, children will listen. Joining us today are the usual oh, very young Captain Jacks, including Kevin, I went fishing with my dad, Jager. Um, I did not know you were going to wear a Bass Pro Shops hat when I chose I went fishing with my dad, but like... Props, Kevin. I'm literally, I so I have a hat collection, I, I collect hats, I have like 40 four of them i think um and i just like cleaned all of them so literally i was like which one do i want to wear and out of all of them i chose this like as an ironic wow. fun thing, and you th- that was set up perfectly wow that's so Insane. funny um kimberly that was amazing kimberly our dreams go by game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour <laughs> that one's cute uh, and with us today is a returning guest. You may have seen him in Jersey Boys, an American in Paris, and Sondheim on Sondheim. You've got to check out his album. I don't know. I just, I just felt like putting the wrong emphasis in places. Um, his album, with correct emphasis, "The Jesus Year," a letter from my dad. Let's give a big, broad, wasted welcome to friend of the show, friend of the show. Matthew Scott. Hi, guys. I forgot that you did that at the beginning. That really made me happy. (laughs) Welcome back. We're happy. And I thought the same thing, too. When Kevin came on and I saw that hat, I was like, okay, it's a choice. I didn't expect that hat. So I just went to St. Louis to visit a friend of mine who moved out of New York because he needed like a two year break, like a breather. Mm. So, like, he went like, 
to St. Louis with his husband and like they're chilling there. And he was like, this is great, but like, come visit me. Oh my God. So I went and checked it out. <laughs> and like, we did, we did this day where we like rode on a river on like a raft, like Huckleberry Finn and stuff. Um, but like, you also bring beer and just pull over on the side of the river. Well, it's, it's where Huckleberry Finn was at. It was like the Mississippi and stuff, but like you like pull over on the side of the river and like, just like drink beers and like, this is like a thing they do. Um, so I, I decided to get full in character. So I bought Crocs and a uh, Bass Pro Shop hat so that I could like fully blend in with the, the locals. It's fantastic. Oh you my look God. Amazing. Thank you. you great. Thank you so much. Um, but let's but talk Kevin, about you. <laughs> well, no. Oh, okay. Before we start, oh, all right. Kevin, sure. I, I, sure, sure, I sure. have a bone to pick with Kevin for a second. Oh, no. What did oh. I do? <laughs> so I was in Florida for one day this week for a conference. I was in Orlando for, I oh, flew in. No, it's, first of all, go to Orlando when you're not doing the fun stuff sucks. But, right. Um, uh, it was poor. It was a monsoon Monday night when I was down there. It was just like oh, no. raining cats and dogs. Kevin, wh- except for like actual indoors, why doesn't anything have like an overhang? Why is everything outdoors in Florida? I got soaking wet. Like there were like gosh. overhangs. I was in Disney Springs and there were like, I tried to like run under like an awning. They all were like trellises with holes in them. <laughs> that. That was my high school experience because, like, all the classrooms were, like, little building pods that, like, they were, like, octagons. So you would go in one of, like, the eight octagon pieces was the classroom. Like but Princess all the hall- Diaries. But all the hallways were outside. So you would walk around and, like, if it was raining, it was kind of like, well, everyone's wet at school today. This is That's fun. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fun, right? Don't appreciate so it. We just That was just a Florida life. We just get wet, man. We just accept it. Yeah, Florida <laughs> is wet. I want a T-shirt that says Florida is wet. <laughs> okay okay great um, take it yeah um well let's just start with what are you drinking what are you drinking are, drinking? are we talking uh, to me listen uh, don't shun me you're gonna shun me no i'm no, drinking absolutely kirk, kirk kirkland brand signature seltzer <laughs> that's great it's a lime and <clears throat> um i um since we don't sleep and our and our children are petri dishes I'm uh I have not been drinking as of late. That might be a big mistake. I might live to regret that at the end of this. <laughs> you can always turn it back on. That's right. That's true. Uh don't you kill, like don't you kill all diseases with alcohol? That's I what think. I thought. I thought in no. college, I remember in college being like, I feel sick. We should go out again so that I can feel better. Yeah. Is it is that like that's like Trump's theory of like just like injecting Clorox into your veins? Is that it's kind of is that kind yeah. of the same thing? Oh, it cleans your I think so. I think it was just like an unfounded <laughs> college, college boy theory. To be okay. fair, Kevin was chugging rubbing alcohol in college, so, right. <laughs> um, so it was good for my body. <laughs> Kevin, what are you drinking in your uh, root beer cup? Um, I poured I think what is two glasses of white wine in here. Nice. Um, just sensible. From the same bottle or yeah, different it bottles came from of the white same wine? Bottle, but like oh, I was like good. eyeballing what I think is two glasses. Yeah, got it. Uh, Kimberly, like measuring, like wanting to use the cup, but measuring out of a wine glass. They, they, yeah, call, yeah, that exactly. a, uh, they call that a Pittsburgh pour. When I went to college, it's called the Pittsburgh pour. That's amazing. Yeah, I kind of poured some, Lots. and I was like, "That's about right." But then you're like, have that feeling that you just need to pour a little more. Yeah, and that's, that's what right. I did. 
It's like when you're at a restaurant, you're like, we all ordered the right amount of food, but like, we probably need another appetizer. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, One little thing. Kimberly, what are you drinking? I'm drinking what I'm semi-confident is my first postpartum gin and tonic. Wait, really? I think so. Congratulations. Yeah, you were having a lot of whiskey at one point, I think. I think all I had in my house was whiskey the first time I was recording. Mm. I was like, this... But no, I Fantastic. just drank like a little bit of wine all summer. And now That's I have a great. little bit of gin and a lot of tonic. That's great. And a squeeze of lime while I stare at my baby in the monitor <laughs> and hope he's alive. <laughs> um, well, I'm drinking Corona because end of summer, just uh, saying goodbye. I have to finish the Coronas before they get too old, essentially. Um, <laughs> but uh, cheers. Welcome. Welcome back. Cheers. Salute. Thank, Thank you. you. Salute. So, uh, yeah, what have you been up to? Anything new? Anything crazy? And does your favorite musical change over the past couple of months or years? <laughs> did, did, I, did I give you an answer to that question before that I, that I would remember? And I don't know. Or answer similarly? or Because I don't know that I answered that question for you before. Um, what have we been up to? We are um, two children deep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's been on the show. Kirsten's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, I think the last time... We were on was mid pandemic and we were pregnant with our first son. Um, And uh, we've had, we've had two since that time. We've had two, we, one of them, you know, the people at home can't see this because they're not watching, but one of them was born right here on this very couch. Oh, Oh (laughs) that. What a a cool couch. I'm pointing to a couch (laughs) behind me. Uh, both of them were home birth babies and, um, wow. yeah, and they were both born here and, uh, we have a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. So. So like it's really quiet and chill for you. Yeah. Very relaxed, laid back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we're thriving right now. Just out we every night. <laughs> We're just partying it up. We are affectionate. People uh, call this, they say, oh, you're in the shit right now. Oh, you know, that's what they say. And I've heard that from like multiple people like, oh, you're in the shit right now, Um, which I think is metaphorical, but it's also not. Um, (laughs) There's there's a lot of there's a lot of that as well. Um, no, we're doing great. There are two beautiful, healthy, funny boys. And uh, it's it's. Kimberly, you can attest. I mean, it's it goes by so quickly. So it's oh, yeah. it's just kind of like snowball that we've already sent one of them off to preschool this week. And oh. we're like, how did how did that happen? You know, I don't um, know why I thought you were gonna say college. <laughs> we already sent sent him off to college. Yeah, um, wow. We sent him to the factories. Actually, we put him to work. You know, because New York New York ain't yeah. cheap. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, before him, we were subletting his room out, so it only seemed fair. Yeah, that's you that's just gotta earn his keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he pay his share and not mm-hmm. uh, not be not be grow up to be lazy. So Might sell some papes. Right, <laughs> sell some papes. I did Got start getting ads here. for uh, children's modeling casting calls. I keep getting. Oh yes. really? That's right. And do you get um, Instagram messages for free clothing and things like that? Um, no, not yet. And, um, no, wait. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of that is this. I think is that a job? Is, in, yeah. so is that baby, a job? Baby to like, 
literally no baby mom obviously but like oh. is there a job where you just sit on instagram and scroll and be like oh that person's baby's cute and message them and then be like oh that person well, will not message I think them you kind of roll the dice on all the babies and just hope that somebody bites you know kirsten did actually respond to something once oh. and we got like a free like 450 dollar baby carrier i mean it was kind of crazy it was like a high-end like baby carrier thing an arty and a what a lahu do what an artipop? And oh, Kirsten, was it an artipop? That's not, That's not a real word, she said, Kimberly. You made that up. You made that up. <laughs> oh, All the rich moms in New York. A BB, oh, wait, this one isn't much better. She goes, it was a BB fit. That's oh, not much I'm better. unfamiliar. It wasn't, an art, it wasn't an artipop, but it was a BB fit. Um, Obviously. Anyway, Baby words are weird. Very, ex, ex, very expensive thing. We're like, take a picture. And she did. I mean, you know, but. Um, but I think generally you're right. It's probably mostly a scam. Um, and then you just had to give your bank account information to a prince in Nigeria. And <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Just to help him move his money to America. <laughs> and then he would give you like a million dollars. It was a great plan. Yeah. And it yeah, didn't work yes. the first time. I had to do it a second time too. <laughs> Did he go through? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um so what's your favorite musical what are the kids favorite oh, God. If, if you had to guess oh well the kids when they so mm-hmm. what's yours yeah um yeah, uh, yeah and then like their personalities yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. desi's desi's favorite musical is follies loves follies uh-huh. perfect can't get enough of um uh that that uh losing my mind song he thinks that's <laughs> hilarious he said that is a funny song um and uh, and uh, Bash is just into heavy metal. He does not like music. He just likes heavy, heavy mm-hmm. metal, like like the screaming kind of like screeching, like unpleasant to listen to kind of heavy metal. Scream it's the only up. way he'll go to sleep at night. It's so weird. Like, so like maybe American Idiot, or else like the like ending. Of That's the, too like, soft. That's too soft, Kevin. Too soft, too soft, Kevin. Too that soft. Out of hell I mean, I'm talking hard. I'm talking really hardcore stuff. So what you're saying um, is we need like a Slipknot, um, the jukebox musical. Yes, yes. Oh yes. my God, can you imagine like Aaron Tveit and like, <laughs> like just like that cast of people well, just like, oh my God, I can't wait. Doing Slipknot musical. The, the best part of those musicals would be the transition from the singing back to the, like, back and forth. Yeah, so it's just like, you know what? I have to tell you something. It's the only way that I know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just imagine that. And, like, like there needs to be standbys because everyone rips their vocal cords in that one. Like, no. That's right. Days. Like That's right. But there has to be at least, like, two of the songs that are chosen to become, like, soft ballad reprises. And, like, so it's just, like, random slipknot moments that are just like really <laughs> soft but like the words are not soft at all yeah a reimagined version of the song i love what it. jukebox musicals are for <laughs> yes um, basically this could be a musical or it could just be your next album like i'm just saying if you want a sequel take it, yeah <laughs> that's true that's true if that's that would like be your, a great sequel if that's your like 34 <laughs> your judas your judas year like that would be a fun album <laughs> it's not, it's not a shame. god <laughs> um wait what's your favorite musical me? oh god yeah. i don't i didn't say it because i was avoiding the question uh, did you see how i deflected yeah i deflected like six times you kept coming you keep coming back to it my favorite musical 
It's a great question. I, there are scores that I prefer mm. and I don't know like scores that I love and I don't know that, but that means that like, that's my favorite musical. But I do think like, I think the score to Merrily, I love the score to Merrily. Sure. Um, that might be, that might be my favorite Sondheim score just because so, so much of it feels so different from everything else. Um, uh, and to, to see, to watch, I mean, that's just, we don't do anything anymore. We don't go see shows anymore. Like I'm not going to see a musical for another 18 years. So like right. basically I've given up, I've given up on seeing theater. So we saw Beetlejuice. We saw, you know, we saw Beetlejuice and that wasn't the question. I realized Brian, that that wasn't the question. What did you see last? The question was, what's your favorite musical? And I still don't have an answer for that question. Well, but no, my, this is great. Cause I don't have to ask, ask questions. You're just, it's just like the a last musical I saw was Beetlejuice. And right. I laughed so hard. I thought it was yeah. really fun. I, mean, I, I really enjoyed it. it so Me too. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Everyone in it was great. I thought, I thought the music was fun and I laughed so hard. It was, it was really great. You might, yeah, the, the, answer your you question. might see a musical if your kids end up being like musical performers in some way or like, like techies, like you might see yeah. like jaggy little pill junior or like, that would be horrible. Yeah. 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 That'd be <laughs> terrible. Um, Wait, keep going, yeah. Kevin. What else? I don't, I don't, spinning, do like, spinning them. Clearly, Moulin Rouge Jr. could happen. Uh huh. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course, of course. Yeah, I mean, that, that's great. What, is, just, what is that? What does Satine and Moulin Rouge Jr. die of? Or, or does she not die? She doesn't die. And you is also it like Red Jr. diabetes. No, the best is you do six. <laughs> you do six Jr. But it's just called three because you only talk about like the ones who he didn't like murder. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Not that I think mostly I have like that. I have mostly have like recorder concerts in my future and sure. um, things like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, You're gonna you hear know, a lot listen, of hot buttons. <laughs> <laughs> they are New York City kids. Who knows what they'll do? Who knows what that's they'll true. turn into? That's that's the beauty of raising kids in the city. Is that. Uh, they um, get exposed to a lot, certainly a lot more than I did. Yeah, and, and you uh, won't, and you won't have to pay for car insurance. They're not going to pay drive. for car insurance, right? But I not for them. They won't. That's, good. You, that's you, a good point. Yeah, you that's keep them point. off your car insurance so that you don't have to Absolutely. take on two different new people. Yeah. Right. Again, totally. get your own job. Get your own yeah. car insurance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't stop, ba- stop asking me for things. Mm-hmm. Stop making me feed you and clothe Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> getting it's getting out of are they, hand are they both under five years old yeah two and a half and ten months old oh huh. they're asleep right now but i could go wake them up if you wanted to say hi i just bring the no no I bring the computer okay. in there and kind of c- c- prop it up over the cribs <laughs> yeah that wouldn't scare the shit out of them at all <laughs> no <laughs> and not creepy for us at all either no 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 hello children oh but that is also <laughs> how my sister does uh every conversation with my nephew and niece. Oh, okay. She's always right. like, hi, say hi, Uncle Kevin. And I'm just like, wow, right. why are you putting my face on a screen in their face? <laughs> do you, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why, Kevin? I'll tell yes. you why. Because she needs a break. Yeah. She is taking the screen and she is shoving it in front of them so that she can reach down for that bottle of Jack that she tucked into the couch cushion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, close her eyes for a 15-second spell, which will feel like six months. <laughs> And then by the time they're done telling you about the color of their poop, 
she'll snap back to life and be like, that was the best little respite I had. That's why they shoved the iPad in your face, just so you know. My older sister has two kids, and there was a moment when, like, her my niece, who's her youngest, was four, and one Saturday morning, she FaceTimed me, and she was like, Caroline has a story to tell you, and she just propped the iPad on something on the kitchen table and just left for 20 minutes. And I was like, am I virtually babysitting right now? That's correct. (laughs) That is correct. It's clever. It's clever, and now you know. Like, now you know. Next time, call her out on it. Be like, hey, hey, hey. Don't you walk away. <laughs> she's already gone. She does not hear you calling she's her. Already gone. She's already gone. You can hear the, the screeching tires pulling out of the driveway. So what's your favorite musical with children in it? Where like actual oh, child actors are in musicals. The entire episode is variants on the question. What's your favorite musical? Uh, nine. There you go. There's a kid in that one. Okay. Well, he yeah, does. No, he does. No, he does stuff in that. He does, the kid does yeah, stuff. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that that kid in that that revival, that um, David Lebeau revival, was was really good. I rec- as I recall, um, <laughs> that was Brian. I have no answers, Brian. That you were fun- You were so good. <laughs> Thank you. That was my Me Broadway. Too, that man. was my first and last Broadway show. And uh, nobody, nobody looked that up on Playbill. Yeah, don't look at it. It's, don't don't look it up. But yeah, that was me. Um, I was actually. 25 uh but you know the stage makeup yeah, was just outstanding yeah. stage makeup and pink pink lights pink shells yeah, and totally. uh, and I, I had a faster yeah. metabolism back then so you really right. just couldn't and you tell. did it you did the whole thing on your knees it was uh-huh. amazing just yeah it was shoes it was, on your kneecap yeah it was yeah. very shrek like <laughs> you know i i really yeah. went all in um, a lot of PT, a lot of PT. Oh yeah, the, on that rake stage, <laughs> these knees yeah, will yeah, never yeah. be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you and you and Cheetah, love the me PT. and Cheetah, Ab and the entire cast of Wicked. Um, <clears throat> so my question next for you is, if we're what's we my like favorite add, musical? Uh, <laughs> no, we'll save that for the end. Okay, uh, we'll, okay, we'll okay. cap it. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll bookend this. Uh, we'll bookend this episode with a question you won't answer. I know. Um, I actually do have an answer, and I'll and I give, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to give it to you so good at the end of this episode. Come great. back to it. I, okay, great. I do have an answer. Okay. Right. Um, if there is a musical that you could go back in time and live your life through playing the parts in that musical, what would you do? So, like, as a kid, you'd play Gavroche, and as a as an as as an old man, you'd finally play the priest, but you'd go through all the lay mis male parts, or or it doesn't even have to be gender. You can do whatever you wanted. What show would you want to do? Wow! So you're saying like live all the characters in that musical, like live the course of, of your existence as an actor, through, or as an actor. One. No, as an oh, actor. Oh, I see. Over the course of your life, all every the new only do that show at every age. That's a great question. That's a really good question. Um, I feel like um, I feel like uh, f- like Fiddler because on the I don't I, I've never done that and I probably never will do it. But I feel like that would have been one that I would have mm-hmm. liked to have hit at different stages. That's a good um, one. That's a good um, answer. Good yeah, answer. Good in answer. My life to kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, to age in something like that. I feel like a lot of sh- a lot of shows have passed me passed me by um, that I was hoping to do when I was younger too. Um, uh, but I feel like that would be the one probably. That's a really good one. I don't think we've heard yeah. that yet. We have not. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. one. Um, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead to my answer, which is my favorite musical. I would like to have played 
many of the men in 1776. 1776 is one of my is one of my top five musicals, which always surprises people. But I think yeah. it's so excellent. I think the book is so good. I would have loved to have made the rounds playing like five or six of those guys. Oh my God, sure. you would have been um, such a good Richard Henry Lee. I would have loved to have done a Richard Henry Lee. Are you kidding? You could still do it. Yeah. I did a courier. I did the courier when I was in was in college. I did that at Pittsburgh CLO. Is is that the um, the like hey that's hey that's the mama look sharp yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's so Easy, sad. yeah 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 that was fun that was fun is, um, would that be different to do that song now as a parent oh my god I can't even yeah no I can't even imagine actually I I can't even imagine what that would would be like uh, seeing the revive the this you know this current revival which yeah. I, I really enjoyed actually um that it those those lyrics did hit me. A bit differently, for sure. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, well, let's, you know, you, you know where else you can get hit really hard. <laughs> Wait, transitions Not transitions Not transitions oh my god tuesday, tuesday is in the in corner, corner with kevin. kevin it's kevin's corner welcome to kevin's corner which that was the best transition ever i promise i won't hit you hard ah <laughs> uh. But I will hit you <laughs> hard with some hard-hitting questions. Bam! Yeah, let's because do this it. is Kevin's corner, and I get to ask whatever I want and just have yep. fun with it. So, uh, you have an album that's called "My Jesus Year," which uh, is the which year would you say? Just make sure we're on the same page. It's just like one of those things where, you're like, I know what this, I know what that very complicated word means. But why don't you explain oh, no, it to I, everybody I, I grew, so I they don't? I'm full Catholic school kids, so like I know what the, I'm pretty sure I know what this is, but I would like you to explain. It is, it. yeah, absolutely. So the so uh, the Jesus year uh, um, is was the original title of the show. The Jesus year is the thirty third year of life, mm-hmm. and um, it's a time when uh, you commonly go through some sort of like major transition, like um, like a midlife crisis or an ego death or a rebirth of some sort. And, um, you know, I was also raised Catholic. I'm not like practicing. Um, and the show is not, um, the show is not like a religious show by any means. The, the title, um, is significant because I, 
after my father died, I was 13 years old when my father died. And uh, about a year after he died, we discovered some letters that he had written to his four boys. I'm the youngest of four boys. We discovered some letters that he had written to us. And, um, and those letters kind of guided me through a lot of my like adolescence. And when I was having a very difficult time around the time I turned 33, um, I kind of went back to them and started pouring over them again. And in doing so, I, I was fixated on the date at the top of the letter and I kept coming back to it. And what I realized is my dad had begun writing them when he was 33 years old. And the preface of the letter is essentially like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, I don't know what prompted me to do it, but I've learned a lot of things in my life that I want to share with you. And I don't know when I'm going to die, but one thing is certain, I won't be able to share all these things with you. So I'm writing them down. And he proceeded to do that then over the course of several years and never told us. And they were discovered after he passed. And so that's the significance of the Jesus here is that it, it correlates to my own experience at that time in my life and, uh, and what brought him to that point in his life when he began to put pen to paper. Yeah. That, that's really beautiful and quite touching. Um, my questions will not be though. So uh, <laughs> but my uh, first question, my first question is uh, um, if, if you could take, uh, Jesus, the character, and put mm -hmm. him into any current running musical right now. Right. Which right. show do you think you would be able to most easily, like, put the character of Jesus in without disrupting the story too much? Oh wow, that's great. Maybe like, um, maybe it's like the Wizard in Wicked. Yes. Um, is that is that too? Are we too? No, that's genius. Um, uh, once again, again, I just told you that I have, I have not left my house in two and a half years. <laughs> so you're assuming that I know what musicals okay. are on well, Broadway well, right I'm now. Hold on. Let's go. Let me, let me take a guess. Is, um, is the goodbye girl still running? <laughs> is, um, what well, is fame becomes me still on Broadway? Uh -huh, yeah. Is hairspray, is hairspray still happening at the yes. Neil Simon? It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Um, you know, uh, what about what, what sh the shows that you've done professionally? Mm, what show do you oh, think Jesus one. could easily sneak into that? Well, wouldn't it be uh, like what if and 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 Sondheim as Brian said earlier? Yeah, um, like what if all the video footage was just Jesus talking to the audience about all the <laughs> the great musicals he's written? I'm obsessed. You know with that. Or of how he watched Sondheim do the work. There, yeah, and take yeah. all the credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, well I, I sat gave him there the and powers. I whispered in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> you oh think he God, just or, divined that shit? From <laughs> or at the end, Sondheim in a video does the like Bernadette Peters witch reveal and he is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> like, the cape is gone. Got it. Uh, uh, you nailed it. I think, that one, I, think that, I think that one works best. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, second question for my Jesus year birthday, my brother flew in from Chicago to hang out. We went to a bar in Brooklyn um, that like had a view of New York city and like drank there a little bit, which was expensive, but fun. And then we went to my friend's bar that his dad owned and we stayed there until 5am 
drinking pickleback shots. Um, and then took a cab back to my apartment in East Harlem and where we drunkenly watched the last unicorn, the cartoon movie from like the late eighties, early nineties and, um, critiqued it the entire time until like 8 AM and then fell asleep. And right before we fell asleep, my roommate was like, Oh, I forgot to tell you for your birthday. I bought you tickets for the three of us to go to the matinee today of uh, whatever that show Tony Danza was in, Tap Honeymoon Dancing. Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Honeymoon Vegas, yeah. Vegas. So like six <laughs> hours later, the three of us still hammered, but starting to have a oh, hangover. Gosh. We're sitting in a uh, theater watching Tony Danza attempt to sing and dance. So my question for you is, what did you do on your 33rd birthday to usher in your Jesus here? It's a great question. I'm pretty certain I popped two Xanax and was out by 7.15. <laughs> I don't even want to, I'm not going to pretend that I did anything half as exciting as what you did. Okay. <laughs> I, um, my 33rd year was wrought with anxiety and imposter syndrome. So I was oh. popping the blue pills and, uh, and, and sleeping real good, real good. 33rd. <laughs> I can't, I'm 40. How old am I? Fuck. I'm 40. I'll be 40. I'm 41. I'm 41. That was eight years ago. So um, uh, the answer is I. Uh, that's probably likely, but I don't remember. I'm going to go with the yeah, Xanax I'm, story. I am going to go with the Xanax story. Since since I pretty much was on Xanax that whole year. So that's a good bet. Into it. Love the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And my third and final question is what, <laughs> which character do you think would be more like powerful and like killing it at life in their Jesus year? Annie from Annie, Oliver from Oliver, Matilda from Matilda, or yeah. Cosette from Les Mis? Well, Cosette and Oliver are both dead. They didn't make it to 33. And I think that everyone knows that, that that doesn't, they don't live past that mm -hmm. point. Okay. They got struck. They had some sort of, you know, gutter disease or something. They, mm -hmm. some kind of a, a rat bit them on the street and they died at the age of 16. Um, yeah. Who were the other two? Annie and Matilda. Well, that's yeah. like, okay, that's a great, now we're, now and we've Oliver. got a battle. Now we've got a cage match. No, Al Oliver's dead too. He didn't make it. Bad <laughs> porridge. Bad porridge. I, I want, now I want to see Annie and Matilda fight. D wait doesn't matilda have like superpowers or is she just like kind of like she's kind of like psychic-y and smart right yeah, she does like things with her brain Tele like she's like telekinetic but annie has money right true mm -hmm. so and who's we've crushing got it annie. and we <laughs> and, annie knows and no one wants matilda oh right 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 and they they're they can be pretty nasty i'm gonna go with matilda though i'm putting my money on matilda on my she's crushing it in her 30 30. She's on a book tour. She, she's on, totally. <laughs> she's on a book tour. She's drinking Chablis. She's <laughs> got a, 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 a she has a dalliance in every port. She, you know, I think Matilda's crushing it. Um, and final <laughs> question really hard hitting questions, though. Um, so welcome. thank I you. Well, you got another one? Let's I do have it. one really final hard question. Uh, this is like New York Times worthy. Um, <laughs> If, 
if you had to immediately right now, we were like, guess what? Surprise. You're immediately getting oh, no. to a cab and going to a recording studio oh. and you're recording a new album right now. What would mm. your, your 41st year? It has to be about your 41st year. Like, what would you call it? Uh, uh, two kids and 20 pounds. It's the story <laughs> of how it's the story of how you can instantly put on 20 pounds by eating all the shit that falls off your kid's plate or the stuff that they refuse to eat. And um, the first song is I paid good money for that. And um, it's about how you it's about it's about how instant oatmeal ain't cheap. And if you're not going to eat it, then I'm going to eat it to make a point. And then the point doesn't get made, but you've eaten the oatmeal and now you've had three breakfasts before 9 a.m. Does that does that sound like a good one? <laughs> That's incredible. And that is how we'll end Kevin's Corner. Oh, God, so good. <laughs> oh. Do you find yourself saying things that you heard like your parents say and you're like, I can't believe I'm doing oh, this, my but like Are you kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just tonight we're on the bed and Desi goes, I want to watch You're Welcome from Moana. And I said, no, buddy, it's books and bedtime. Why can't we? I said, because I said so. That's why. <laughs> and I'm just like, just the because I said so, that's why. I know my wife is like, really? You're such an asshole. But um, the that comes out of my mouth too easily because I said so. Like, why do you need another reason for me? I, I said no. Um, beyond that, um, I feel like we... I feel like you can't escape being your parents. And, and, and I'm, I had the thought today, I was like, Oh yeah, that, you know, I didn't have my dad around for a long time, but I definitely, my fathering is reminiscent of some things that I remember. And, um, mm -hmm. and so that's inevitable, but I also think, you know, there's so much information on parenting now, like so when our parents, they just kind of like did it, you know, they just like did it. We have like books. They had books too, but we had like all these like instant information. Can't really know what yeah, I mean. It's, the it's like information. you yes. just you have. My mom always tells like, me how well, well researched I am. Well, you've done all the research. Exact, oh, you've <laughs> done all the research. Great. And, and and but like you can type anything in and get a response, and mm -hmm. either instantly be in cold sweats thinking that you've given your child like poisonous, you know, mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, I don't know what uh, teethers. Or you can, you know, feel instant relief that just because they smack their head on the coffee table for the 45th time, they'll probably still be able to, to form full sentences. Um, you know, so like all of that stuff is like so quick to, to, to draw up right now. Um, so I think naturally we're different parents than our parents were. But yes, I say those things and I'm like, ah, the apple does not fall very far from that tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom says chickens don't have ducks. Okay. <laughs> yes. Chickens that's don't some, have ducks. That's some, are you from Philadelphia, Brian? Are you from? No. Where are you from? No. North Jersey. Because that seemed like some real Philadelphia wisdom. Well, you're from North Jersey. I'm from North Jersey. We've talked about this. I think so. I'm from living. Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Jersey, Philadelphia. That's that's the same thing. That's whoa, 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 right whoa, 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 whoa. Chickens <laughs> don't have ducks. Even though Listen, I it's live. Not, it's not sauce and gravy. It's not sauce and gravy. Let's not get upset. I don't want to have a, I want to have a fight. I want to fight with you. I want to fight with you. Okay. <laughs> I said <laughs> no. <laughs> said no. What else do you need? Oh. Taylor Ham? What are we going to do? <laughs> I have a, I have oh. a random. Go ahead. No, the, 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 
the the answer is um taylor ham but go ahead poor girl but we're fine Kevin, what was your oh, i was just gonna say a random story to see what how the two parents react in this room um so oh God. my 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 friend uh look at my child while you say this <laughs> my my <laughs> a, a friend my my friend his uh his ex-wife and her new husband were taking her, their son uh like for the weekend and they were like let's go see a movie and they searched what was out and they're like oh there's like a fun movie with dogs in it let's go <gasps> see the movie and so they went and bought tickets for Strays. Yeah, the Will Ferrell and, movie. And took the, the child to the theater to see Strays. I believe that's and not a children's film. W- oh, it's a, it's an R-rated gosh. film. But uh, when they sat down, they were like really upset at the beginning because there was like two uh, two previews for like horror, horror films. Mm-hmm. And they were like really angry about why that's happening. And the wife sent her ex-husband or the her current husband to go complain that they were showing those reviews and while he was gone trying to find a manager the movie started and it was just f-bomb after f-bomb right away and the oh, wife quickly like pulled out her phone and like did a little google and realized it was like <gasps> and so then she was trying to figure out do we like pull him out of here or do we like stay yes. and then Let talk about it after so how they old is the child yeah how old Five. Yeah. So they apparently five, five. stayed. They apparently stayed for thirty minutes before they convinced the kid to leave because they bought like popcorn and snacks and all this stuff. Um, how would you have handled that? Would you have stayed? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. I think I would like. I would have been. I would have been laughing. Like I think I would have thought it was funny. It sounds yes. like your friends maybe didn't think it was funny. Like they were like a little upset about it. Like I think the horror movie thing would have been like, oh, that's I don't love that. But then once the movie started, I think I would have laughed at my own um, folly here for like not knowing what I. They had finally laughed at it, but they just they, they got in the yeah. car and the the kid was just like, there was a lot of fuck in that, and they both were like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it now. Was. Yep. Yeah, that was a mommy and daddy dog movie. I'd also like to defend our uh, Kimberly and our guest and say that I don't believe that they would ever be in a situation where that happens. Like, like there's no way that the two of them would not like do any amount, zero percent of research. A cartoon. Um, Yeah, like no. That's that's true. I I think that's what I wanted to answer with, but I didn't want your friend to feel bad for for (laughs) just being a terrible, terrible parent. It was his ex-wife, so it's fine. (laughs) Okay, well, then I'll add an extra terrible in there. (laughs) You told me that story, and I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious to me because I don't have kids." But I don't know if that's funny to people with kids. Do you know what? Like, there are things I remember when um, my oldest brother had his kids and we did not have kids yet but we thought that video of the kid who um was in the, the back seat of the car had just come from the dentist yeah and he was David like after dentist am i gonna David, be like yeah. this forever am i gonna be like this forever he was high as a kite and kirsten and i used to think we thought it was hilarious and i showed it to my brother and like this is my brother like he has a sense of humor similar to mine yeah um you know like we grew we understand and laugh at the same thing and i showed it to him and he was like stone cold <laughs> it's like it's not funny and i was like oh does being does being a parent like then would i not have thought 
thought that was funny? Like if that were my kid? And the answer is, of course I would have. Are you serious? <laughs> like, of course I would have. That's hilarious. Am I going to be like this forever? <laughs> yeah, buddy, probably. Um, you know what I mean? So, I, I hope we don't that. lose. I hope I don't lose that. <laughs> <laughs> never, never lose that. Um, but uh, you already started talking about your album. So I want to get a, mm. into it a little bit more. Um uh, you know, you 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 talked about how this idea came about in terms of um, the discovery that you made, both in the letters right. and both in the years corresponding to each other, the ages, yeah. I should say. Um, I guess, like, when putting the show together and, and, and the album specifically, because I'm sure you had a different experience putting the album yeah. together than potentially the show. Can you talk about the the order, the selection, what and, yes. and what your driving force of, like, what you wanted other people to understand about you or themselves? <laughs> Yeah. So thanks. I, so this show actually I've been thinking about since I was 18 years old. So I've been kicking the show around for, you know, 23 years. And I think I took those letters initially and turned them into some sort of a monologue when I was a kid, because I had to write something once and, but I wasn't a father and I, I wasn't a husband. And then, um, some years later I was, I was out at, um, I was doing a show out at the O'Neill in uh, Connecticut. And, you know, it's kind of like an artist's retreat, essentially. Like you go there to work on brand new pieces and you're really immersed in the the show you're working on for a period mm-hmm. of, you know, 10 days or whatever it is. And you're not doing anything else. And it's very, um, it's just like, it feels like an artist colony. It's like, it's just a wonderful place to be. And so my creative juices started flowing about what, what would I do if I ever wanted to write something? And I went back to that idea that was 13 years ago, you know, so I was 28 at the time. And I was working the MD on my show, the musical director on my show was Vadim Feichner, um, brilliant musical director. He's married to Leslie Kritzer. Vadim's the musical director of Spelling Bee and um, the Falsettos revival and this current revival of, of New Brain um, that just happened out of Barrington. He's a brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant guy. And I always knew I would make a show with Vadim. Cool. And so then I started to spin the idea again. But remember now, I'm married now, but I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm only 23. Then another 10 years goes by in which I don't disclose this in the, in my show. Cause it's another added element, which is way too complicated. The letter actually went missing for a period of 20 years. Oh, and I don't, it's just too hard to say this in the show. It's too hard to do this in the album. It resurfaced in my 33rd year. My, all four of my brothers lost it. My mother lost it. I lost it. It went missing from the time I was 13 233. So I spent the time in between then reconstructing it in my brain and writing it on cocktail napkins, on planes, or the margins of scripts, or on the note section of my phone. And I compiled all these things that I had remembered because I'd read that letter so many times. So when it finally came back to me at 33 at this time that I really needed it, because as I mentioned, I spent the whole year on Xanax that year. And then I made the realization that my dad was also 33 at the time he wrote it. That was like, the, the the gut punch to me. And that was a moment when I was like, okay, I have to do something with this. Um, and I knew it would sing and I didn't want to do theater stuff. There are a couple of theater songs on the, on the album, mm-hmm. as you, you know, there's a couple of Bill Finn songs and there's a Sondheim there's, you know, children will listen at the very end, which is really like the encore tag. Like sure. The, pro, the, the epilogue of it all. Um, so what I wanted to do to make it sing was, drop in songs that's to answer your question Brian. drop in songs that 
would have been on the radio when I was driving in the car with my dad at the time I was a kid or a song that my mom and dad would have been listening to when they were dating, when they were 13 years old, Mm -hmm. Uh, a song that I would have put on a mixtape to impress a girl, you know, something like that. And that's where I landed. I landed in territory like Billy Joel, Harry Chapin, Cat Stevens, Ben Folds, Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney, um, that's that's the bulk of of the like that's the, the the space I landed in because those songs, while not theater songs, are written by storytellers. Um, they're great songs, and I could cut them and I could chunk them up and I could mm-hmm. splice the the letter throughout and I could splice the narrative throughout and I could end them softly and not make big endings and not make everything feel like it had to come to like a big boil. Um, and I could really build the narrative of this letter. So that took some time. I did a version of the show years ago and I had 40% of it, 50% of it was different. Then I had my kids. Well, I had my first child. We had our first son, Desi. And then I revisited it again. And at that point is when I pulled in uh, Joe Calarco as the director of the piece. And um, Joe is the one who, and Joe and Vadim are the ones who really put me on the right path. I remember Joe saying like, what's this show about after having read it? And I was like, uh, uh, well, (laughs) like I stumbled and I thought, why do I have to answer this? You know, like you read it one, you know, and also like, it's my show. Like, it's obviously, it's about what I wrote. I wrote what exactly it's about. And, um, he, you know, very keenly said, it's not about your dad. It's about you becoming a dad. And even if you only talk about that in the last moments of the show, that's what this is about. And he's right. He's right. It's about what was left to me. And um, these, these words that were left to us and how for me, this album now is that letter to my sons, you know, this is what I'm leaving them because I'm lazier than my dad was. And I'm not going to just sit and write a bunch of letters over right. the next couple of years. This is going to make a quick album, bang it out. You know what I mean? And use his <laughs> words because he had already done the bulk of the work. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so the show, we got it up on its feet for the first time. We did it at the Kaufman Center in, in 2019. I can't remember, honestly. And then um, we did it again at the O'Neill. We were invited to come bring it to the O'Neill, which was really fun, oh, kind cool. of full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it 54 below. We're coming back to 54 below in a couple of weeks. Um, we're, you know, doing it in a couple of other spots across the country. We'll be out in St. Louis in November and we'll be at Feinstein's in Carmel in November. And, um, and then in, in the process of all of that, and I apologize for being long-winded, in the process of all of that, Tommy Krasker, who owns PS Classics, the record label, which has produced, you know, hundreds of beautiful cast albums. I did the Sondheim and Sondheim cast album at PS Classics, and I've done a bunch of novelty albums for them, Cole Porter and Jerome Kerr and stuff like that. Tommy had approached me pre-pandemic and said, hey, we only really do like two albums a year now. We've cut back quite a bit on what we can do, but we've always loved working with you. Would you want to make we want to make your first album. So this is pre-pandemic. This is before I had written this show. And we spun a bunch of ideas about what that would look like and talked about it. And then the pandemic hit and everything halted. 
Well, once I mounted this show in the middle of the pandemic, I sent Tommy a video and he said, like, this is it. This is your album. Like, why, mm. why are we even talking about doing anything else? This is it. And if you listen to the album, a lot of the narrative and the dialogue is on the album. We recorded all the tracks. Um, I, I single-handedly earned an um, E for explicit for the title of the track, I Feel Balls. i'm like i'm i'm badass man so you go to itunes and you see that e you better watch out yeah you better watch out because i feel balls um (laughs) sorry not right now but the the story um in that is that um when kirsten and i had our first child we did not know if we were having a boy or a girl and we were going to be surprised and as i mentioned we had a home birth i can't i don't know if i mentioned that on on this interview or before the interview i think i mentioned on in the interview we had two home births and so we did not know and we were convinced that we were having a girl convinced like there was no we hadn't even talked about boys names really we were like there's no really reason to discuss it we're having a girl and the baby came out and the midwives handed the baby immediately to Kirsten. She placed it on her chest and um, minutes had gone. We were just like in awe and couldn't believe what had just happened. And um, minutes had gone by and then Kirsten thought to ask, wait, what is it? <laughs> and the midwives were like, we don't know. We didn't check. We just, you know, they handed it right to her and Kirsten paused and she kind of like moved her hand around a minute and then her face just froze. And she said, I feel balls. <laughs> and that's how we knew we had had a son. <laughs> that's, a, that's so sweet. A story he'll love to hear <laughs> his whole life. What an explicit <laughs> tale. Isn't it though? Isn't it though? Um, so making the album was different, I think, because... The album is, I'm just going to say, I think I'm very pleased with the album. I'm really pleased with it. I think it's very beautiful. And I'm so happy with the way it came out. And I'm getting so much lovely feedback. And I'm hearing from people I hadn't heard from in years. Or I'm hearing from new people online and just reaching out, saying how touched they were, or how they shared it with somebody who had just lost their parent and a lot there's a lot of that actually in the show there's a lot of people saying like this really helped me i just lost my dad or you know mm-hmm. my best friend just lost her sister and i sent her your album like things like that which was not the reason for doing the show but there sure. is this quality to the to the story and because my dad knew he had this like prophetic notion that he might not be around to see us grow that he had written all these these things out for us and basically was like live a good life and don't be an asshole those are the two rules right and um it's kind of like people are feeling it finding it to be very healing and um um so anyways the one thing though is that the show live is very funny because i i lean in on the audience a little bit harder and i've been told that my love language is sarcasm and that's not something that comes across uh, necessarily on an album but the album sure. is beautiful but i <laughs> But I implore people to come and see the show too, because um, there's a lot of humor within the show. And mm-hmm. I, I always remind myself that my dad would never have let, wanted me to get Maudlin. You know, he never would have wanted that because uh, he was a very funny person. So he never would have allowed me to go there. 
Um, but that's how that came to be. That's how the album came to be. And now we're in this, this phase of, you know, getting to put it out there and do it for more people, which is very exciting because when I first wrote it, I just did it because I needed to get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. Not because I was looking for a return on my investment, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great. Did you, did you go into a studio or did you do it at home and like digitally? Um, we did it, it in a studio. We did it in a studio. Nice. We went to the studio. The one thing that's cool that we um, were able to do was um, layer in the musicians. So I was able oh. to do vocal sessions, and then I would come back a couple of days later and listen to the guitarist play over. So that I was able to sit back because the orchestra, because we'd only done it with piano on stage. So the orchestrations were being built for the show. We had guitar, violin. um, uh, We have some percussion in there. We have a a handful of, of like we have gorgeous instrumentation on the album that didn't exist in the live show. So that was built by a guy named John Baxendine and he did such a beautiful job. And again, here's the thing, ready? I sit down in the studio with him um, uh, having known him peripherally, but not well. And, um, I said, I'm so grateful you wanted to do this. You know, and he said, I just lost my mom a couple months ago. He said, if there was any project I needed to work on, it was this, you know, and, and he did such an incredible job. Like it is so thoughtful, his orchestrations. Um, he just comes up with some beautiful motifs. And so, for me, I could sit in the studio having already recorded the vocal and listen and mm-hmm. say, can we do this? Can we do that? Because again, we weren't recording a show that existed in terms of the instrumentation. Yeah. Right. And if it had already, I would have just done it all. We would have done it all together and banged it out. But because we were building as we were going along, I'd say to John, can you do this? Can we take that out there? Can that guitar play really hard right there? You know what I mean? I actually sent him home one night, sent him home. I said, John... <laughs> I need something. We have a Ben Fold song on there uh, called Cooler Than You. And it's the, it's my song that I sing right after my story about what the Jesus year means in my 33rd year of life being on Xanax. And um, it's a great song. And we were just going to do piano. And I was like, John, I think it needs something in the bridge. He's like, I thought about that. And da, da, da. I don't know if I'll have time to do it. He came home, came in the next day and had done this whole thing with it because he was so motivated to tell that story and and really fulfill that vision. So I'm super grateful for his work on it. He did a beautiful job. That's cool. That's so cool. And what a fun experience to like sit there and like build it. Like you said, like not yeah. like different than any like cast album we would ever do because it's not like we're doing the thing we do every night, but we're doing it alone in a box. Like, yeah, this is yeah. like, and also thing the thing that, thing that I, and the thing that I mm-hmm. created, you know, I, again, I didn't write these songs. I will say that is that here's the other part. People come and see the show and they're like, oh my God, you wrote that song. You, those songs were, mm. you wrote all those songs. I'm like, no, that was, that was Harry Chapin. That was, you know, Cat Stevens here. And, and they're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought. And that's a compliment, obviously, because they feel like it's coming out of the the narrative. Yeah, sure. Um so I obviously haven't did not write any of the songs, but I wrote the story. I wrote the, the narrative. I wrote the dialogue and I wrote the structure. I know how I wanted it to build. Mm-hmm. And so to have control over that in the studio was really incredible. That's awesome. 
Um, for those of you who are inspired to listen to it, to purchase it, um, links to the album are in the description of this episode. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool that you did this. And honestly, for you to be able to kind of pull and pull from those letters and find kind of those similarities and it all just kind of like working Mm. out in in a like very exciting narrative way. Um, and for you to be able to put that together in a way that does not feel, um, because when people write shows like this, I feel like it comes across as therapeutic without a lesson. Um, right. And so to be able to be able to say, this is what this is about, even though it still is, uh, you know, an exercise in, in being therapeutic, but like, it is about something for you. I think that's really special. I think, thank you for saying that. I think the first time I did it, not this last time in 2019, but the previous version before I was a father, before Joan Vadim were on board with it, it felt more therapeutic. It felt like get that, get that version out. I remember collapsing on the floor after doing it and Kirsten coming into the dressing room. And I said, don't ever let me fucking do that again. That was Mm -hmm. the dumbest idea I've ever had in my life. Cause I remember just feeling like I was, it was so messy this version feels much more like it is for the people who are coming to see it. And because it's mine, I can still be deeply inside of it, but it's not, it's not for me anymore. And I love that because, um, you know, the, the best thing I can say, the best advice I can give about writing is, you know, everybody else says, write what you know, sure. And that, that is exactly right. If you write so specifically and so uniquely to your own, um, to, to your own point of view and your own life and your own story and whatever you, so specifically what you want to say, it's going to be really a very universal thing because you're not aiming to please other people. When you aim to please other people, you miss the mark. There's too many marks to hit. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do what, like, what path do you take to write something? But if you write something for yourself, that is exactly what you want to say. And you don't shy away from it. And you have people like Joe Calarco going, don't shy away from that moment. Talk about your brothers. I know it's ugly, but you got to talk about it. And then you write that monologue and then you see that other people are, then you realize you're like, I've released that into the world. So Mm -hmm. the specificity is what makes it really universal. And at this point it's still therapeutic, um, but it's a little bit more fun to do as well. You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, on that note, should we play a game? Yes. Yes. I'm glad I'm not drunk. I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm stretching. They can't, the people at home can't see, but I'm stretching. And I don't know why. I have a feeling it has nothing to do with athletics, but. Okay. Anyway, this game was inspired by bedtime, which is just all I do <laughs> at this point in my life. Um, I feel like I'm going to be good at this. My husband and I just accidentally start singing melodies we know, whether we realize we know them or not, but we're making mm-hmm. up words about why our kids should sleep. Okay. Um, for instance, our most recent has been, let's go fall asleep. Please, <laughs> won't you fall asleep? And then we're really proud of each other when we come together for the same lyrics in yep. our own yep, yep, yep. minds mm-hmm. and sing them mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, so we're just going to make up some fun Broadway lullabies today. I have all of my Lights of Broadway show cards, so I'll pick a show, pick a song from that show, um, and just use that lyric or use the melody to get your kid to fall asleep. 
I love this. How many um, times can you cram the word shut the fuck up and go to sleep in? Is that is that <laughs> a... the only lyric? <laughs> oh, weird how you got slipped off the musical. No <laughs> 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 oh, wait. Okay, here's my pile. I was like, for a second. Like, all I could find was a lame stretch, and I don't think that's what we're going for. Oh boy. Okay. Brian, do you want to go first? Go and not a father sure. in the room? Sure. Okay, tell me when. I'll pick you a card. Uh, when? Carousel. Uh, okay. Uh, um, well, so. Do I pick the, you a song? No, no. I mean, I, I was thinking the first one, you can like count boats, but, um, I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, something like, um, you know, you'll never sleep alone. <laughs> um, Sing the song. Yeah. Uh, 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 Lift your head up high. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, da, 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 da. Yeah, we sang it. Uh, you'll never. Uh, oh, oh. Um, when you sleep through a storm, hold your head to the pillow, and you'll know ne- something like that. Um, and you'll ne- I only know the bass part in my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sing whichever part oh, yeah. you know. The and melody doesn't matter. Never, Just get the kids to go to bed. Yeah, you'll never sleep alone. <laughs> never and there, what's sleep alone? Yeah. alone. <laughs> um, and then there's the part where it's something to the effect of like I'm watching <clears throat> you because you're on the monitor. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop there. This Corona hit me much harder than I thought it would. <laughs> when? Who would like to go now? Kevin called when. Kevin said when. Okay, let's go. When? Thoroughly modern Millie. Boy. Sleeping, oh sleeping, that's so great. Gee, why don't you just sleep? Kevin, that was I good. That's that. exactly what I was gonna do. That's <laughs> so yeah. funny. I would I would have gone like forget about the toys, go to sleep. <laughs> I was going with everything today is thoroughly over. <laughs> that's really good. That's really like that. everything today's <laughs> thoroughly done. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Parents Are you ready? To to sleep. <laughs> All right. All right. Say when. When. Let's see. You can do bandstand if you know any songs from bandstand or Mary Poppins. Okay, keep shuffling. <laughs> Mary Poppins? Keep sh- no, keep shuffling. Okay. Do I have to play one of those cards? I can't play bands. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, eh, oh, eh, oh, eh. Oh, yeah. no, I'm kidding. I don't remember how bands went. That was not fair. What is that one? Sweeney Todd. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Okay. 
please do shut the fuck up. Now it's time to sleep. No, I told you I was going to do that, but I'm not going to really do that. But that's so easy to turn that. That's a lullaby, right? She's trying to yeah. lull them into the ovens, isn't she? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have um, sung that to my kid at night time. <laughs> um, but let's 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 pick a different one on. Let's, should I try and do it to City on Fire? It's time to go and sleep some bits. You're driving me a little nuts. If you don't go to sleep right now, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream. Please go to sleep. Please go to sleep, my Desi. That's not how the last part goes. You um, finally let's get see. them to go to sleep, and then you put the whistle from Sweetie Todd in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have to get to. They have to wake up pretty early to sell those papes. Right. That's right. That's right. They've got. They've got the black lung. Yeah, I've got the black lung, <laughs> pop. So sorry, I couldn't do the bandstand one. I feel ashamed that i didn't uh know any songs from bandstand totally okay. that's, that's all about, that's the end of that that's about, the end of that statement the show's all about ptsd so like that would have been hard to turn into like a lovely kid song <laughs> that's right you're right that's true, right thank true. you for but thank Sweeney you for spinning that easy for kids songs oh yeah easy easy well, it's like, it's well wait a minute didn't they make like a lullaby sweeney todd album am i making that up did they i have no idea they, they, didn't they made a Stontheim disco album. Is that the same thing? They did? Yeah. No. But but I mean, that's also interesting to me. And Ethel Merman made a disco album. Sure and did. now if we just keep doing this, we'll wind up somewhere relevant. Yeah. But, sure. I, I want a but, Broadway uh, yeah. ska album. Yes. <laughs> just so much trumpet and trombone. So, so many horns. So that was band. Know. That's bandstand. Yeah, it's oh, bandstand. Yeah, Scott got that album. We yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, Kimberly, yeah. do you need a turn? Oh, sure. When? Tell me when. When? Oh, you're gonna be really good at this. You got practice. No, because I got Hello Dolly, which is a blind okay. spot of mine. Yeah, it's my bandstand. Yeah, Hello, dumbass. Go to sleep. Dumb <laughs> Don't call him that. I would probably say not that. yet. Okay. Uh, put on your sleepy eyes. You boy, it's time to sleep. Don't spit your pacifier out. <laughs> Keep the pacifier in your mouth, please, boy. Yeah. It's I'm to sleep. I picked a fast song. This is pretty silly. Yes. <laughs> now listen, I would just say to Kimberly and my credit, when we are in the moment, mm-hmm. we are very good at this. Game. We're so good at it. Because when you're in the moment, no inhibitions, you know, oh, no. you've got a very, you need to achieve this, this, the objective is my get child your child is not to making sleep. memories at this point in his life. No, no, no. I can no. Do whatever, so there's no judgment. Nobody's reviewing this. No. Um, I'm in a I dark very, room my, with a sound machine yeah, in the background. <laughs> that's right. My child, the one who can speak, um, mm-hmm. uh, we've taken him to Disney a couple of times. And he, and one of the things that we do that he asks for is to watch the rides on video. Mm. So I've either videoed the rides and we watch them, or you just go to YouTube and there are like, 
thousands of videos. Oh, yeah. He started singing It's a Small World on a loop on pitch, Mm -hmm. which was problematic because I was like, oh, God, no. And then, um, (laughs) then because I was always making up lyrics to things, he now answers questions to the tune of It's a Small World and responds in conversation to It's a Small World. So just ask me a question. I'll answer it as my child. What's for dinner? Ask a a kid question. (laughs) Oh, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? No, I don't want to eat that. Take those chicken nuggets away. Get them out of my face now. I don't want to eat them. And that's how he answers everything. And he's just started preschool? Yeah. He's a delight in that room. Yeah. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. (laughs) That's also like a very good sign of like a very, very active, like creative left brain. Like that's yes. incredible. Yes. He yeah, no, he's very he's very smart and he's very verbal. He has like many, many words. And I and again, being like the first time parent to him, uh, we do we have no um barometer for that. So you don't know if your kid is actually smart or not. People just kind of tell you, like, your kid's smart, and you're like, oh, okay, that's good. And then we started <laughs> like looking up stuff, and Kirsten was like, I think he's really smart. Like he's doing things now that you know, and of of course, again, everybody says that about their kids, but um, he is so verbal and he understands everything, which is why it drives me nuts when he doesn't respond to me mm-hmm. because I, I'm like, I know you hear you know me. He hears. I know you mm-hmm. hear me. And she's like, he's two. He's two. <laughs> <laughs> but he hears me. <laughs> but I'm just hope. honestly, all I want for him, all I want for him in life um is to be able to put Kirsten and me in a nice home. So he just needs to do well. Yeah, make a totally. Lot of money and be able to, that's all I want for him. You got to introduce him to spreadsheets and you got to sign him up for like those kitty coding classes, you know? Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a thing. You're right. And actually a that's thing. a great idea. That is yeah. a thing. He's smart. Oh, he said it. Cause yeah, I know. This is a hedge fund. Say it with me. Hedge, hedge. fund. <laughs> I don't understand. We're sending you to hedge fund you? camp, son. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry, pal. Mommy and daddy get to go off to work and do the plays and the musicals. You're going to hedge fund camp this summer. Sorry. This sorry. Is a Tesla. We have an ex- we have an expensive Lacroix habit, and we just. You have to do our taxes. I'm currently yeah. drinking Kirkland Signature. Okay, so like I said, this kid needs to start pulling his weight so we can start having Lacroix back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, before before we end here, um, uh, I'm going to need you to give me a different answer for what's your favorite musical. Oh, you don't like that one? You didn't like seventeen? No, you said you said it was in one of your top five. I'd love to hear one of the other ones. Well, I've, you know, oh, I hesitate God. to oh. say some of the other ones because I feel like they're obvious to people. Um, but um, Sunday, you know, oh, is yeah. is one that's just kind of stuck with me. Um, like from the first, I mean, didn't we all see that VHS? Like, wasn't that the introduction, yeah. right? To it all was that. Um, and that's the other one that eluded, that's eluded me. So that's the one that kind of makes me a little sad because mm. I think I'm, I, I may have aged out of it. Um, people tell me I have not, but I don't believe them. I think they're I think lying you have in not. my face. Oh, that's very sweet. I think they're lying in my face. Um, cabaret, I think is a top 
is a top five. Um, I'm don't, this is not cheating. I'm a teacher. I teach at two universities. I'm pulling up a list of shows that I wrote down for my students. Don't think this is cheating. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you know what I would have loved to have done is little me. I think that show is so good. Mm. I think that I love show the score. So I've never fun. seen it. So yeah. I don't know it. It's super funny. It's super funny. I think those are like the top ones for me. And then um, I really am like a, a, a um, I'm, I feel like I'm a sucker for most happy fella, but mm-hmm. it has holes for me. But that's another, like I said, you know, I've, when you love a score so much, like yeah. that just score is just so incredible. I feel like they were going to try and bring that back at some point. That would have been that. It was an encore. So yeah. Well, yeah, it was an encore. That's right. Yeah, cool. That's right. Well, that's right. Well, that brings I hope I us satisfied to the, your your answer. You did. I, I not a lot of people say okay, good. "Little Me" and "Most Happy Fella." So, okay, good, 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 good. At least uh, I'll talk about the musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're so Thank happy we guys. can have you back. Yeah, um, no, this is so as, fun. As I mentioned, please uh, check out in the description. We've put the album there um, so you can link out to that album. Um, Thank you so much for sharing not only just your perspective on life right now, but like the story behind the album. Um, And uh, I hope people listen to it uh, because it's definitely worth it. You know, in today's world, this is something that is absolutely worth the time that you spend with it. Um, I appreciate that. You guys are the best. They're always so much fun to talk to. Where can, we, where can people find you on social media so they can find out about like future concerts and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty much only on the Instagram. I get I guess I still have Facebook and it they link now automatically. Don't they do oh, that yeah. thing where they link all the posts? Mm-hmm. So I don't really like go to Facebook, but I do it on Instagram. And I got off of Twitter when you know well, Elon doesn't exist anymore, I just right? I, I I it doesn't. Um so but you can find me on Instagram and then just type in my, I have a very common name. Matthew Scott is a very common name. So I don't have my handle. Actually, Brian, you and I were at a table mm-hmm. at Jeremy Jordan's wedding. Yes. When I was convinced for the first time to join Instagram. I remember that. And, and you were like, and I Scotty created my, or something. I fatty Maddie fresh was my first handle. <laughs> yeah, fatty that's right. Maddie fresh yeah. because mm-hmm. I couldn't get my name. And I was like, ah, fuck it. This thing's not going to stick around fatty Maddie. Fresh. And then finally, like a decade and a half later, people were like, you know, you're a professional. You might want to look at that. <laughs> and by that point, uh, th- there really was no variation on Matthew Scott. So ready for what my handle is? M.A.T.T.H.E.W underscore S.C.O.T.T. Matthew Scott. Just type in my name. You'll find it. <laughs> That's amazing. I remember. I remember that. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like Brian must have contributed to the Fatty Maddie Fresh decision. I didn't stop him. I didn't stop him. <laughs> you didn't. He definitely did not stop me. And I just, I just stumbled across a picture like two days ago because that wedding would have been however many years ago this week. Oh, and sure. I just stumbled oh. across a picture of us um, at that that wedding, which was a fun. That's time. so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, um, thank you again for joining us. We end every episode with thank a quote. You guys. Do you? 
We do. <laughs> this quote is, careful to tell you tell, that is the spell, children will listen. Um, ah. I picked that before this. So between Kevin's hat and what we talked yep. about this episode, I accidentally knocked it out of the park. That's um, a great one from, from uh, little me. From little me. Their home run. The most happy little me. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you can find us wherever you get social media at Broad Wasted. Um, check us out on Patreon. We're doing some fun stuff. Our Facebook group, some theater nerdy stuff's happening there as well. Um, and as we end every episode, we would ask that you find us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, of course, Spotify, but Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. <laughs> but we end every episode by raising a glass, and we say, Cheers. 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 Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.